Something wicked this way comes. Stan, what do you think about uh what do you think about the new intro there? Yo, it's it's fire. You know, we've been asking for it. Folks have been asking for it, but I, I, I miss Lewis already. You know, I wish we could find a way to keep him in there. But uh yeah, it's beautiful, man. You did a great job. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. All he's gonna say. I'll go ahead and elaborate a little bit. It wasn't Stan's uh first choice, we'll say. We were a little split on the arrangement of goals, but we did, as gentlemen would do in a in a democracy in a in a republic. We decided to pass the decision to the Discord. Thing. What was the? Uh, how'd that go? <laughs> I got sucker punched just like Liverpool did against Madrid in the Champions League final. Mm. I was put out to dry, Johnny. I am very disappointed in you. Just oh, putting that out there. Don't blame Johnny. I'm, very disappointed in you. Gally, Brandon, I'm very disappointed in you. I thought you guys, I thought we were friends. You, but it uh, is what it is. You came in there with a with a pretty high level of confidence, um, I will say. And uh, subsequently, you're given a, a big old wedgie. I mean, I thought it was going to be the other one, and so I just turned off Discord and went grocery shopping. And I flipped it back on. I was like, what the hell? But it is what it is. <laughs> I added that low key as well. Uh, And the soundboard's back, ladies and gentlemen. It was way, way too tempting. We'll have to figure out a way to to work that in. I was actually out of town for that game, but I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, at this minute in the DC game, go back and find this quote because we need to add that one uh, to the soundboard. But welcome, everyone, to the Inner Miami podcast. I am Jake Kington, joined by, uh, as always now, Mr. Than Harrington. How are you doing, buddy? How's the uh, how's the weather up there? Better than you guys. We're not about ready to get wiped off the face of the map, according to the news sources. You know, I'm, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Beautiful, beautiful weekend. Getting uh, geared up for the kiddos' last soccer game of the season, and uh, just gonna make a lazy, lazy weekend out of it. Last weekend was too much running and gunning, and uh, yeah. How about yourself? How's everything with you? All as well. Quinn would finish up uh, soccer this week as well, but they uh, postponed the game due to the oncoming, um, you know, tropical thunderstorm whatever you want to call it tropical storm that's uh that's coming actually throughout like I don't know, 20 pounds of uh, our hurricane supplies because they they had expired so now we need to to restock up but no one's going crazy yet just a little bit of a rainy day but uh hey man we did have a really 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 good 
result this past weekend. Um, we are finally, dare I say finally, and the best part about this is we're on the international break, and we're going to get to that uh, in a little bit. But the best part about this is last time we got up above the playoff line, it lasted like all but like a day before I think the rest of the teams played, and then we were thrown back out. But now we at least uh, we at least get some time to enjoy it because we do have you know this long uh, three week international break where we just get to sit there and enjoy being in seventh place and play uh play fantasy in our mind about how we're going to make the playoffs man it's uh feels good i gotta say it feels good you know i was half i was half expecting to wake up and see charlotte somehow pull out the result against seattle and be like oh well that was short-lived but you know we're we're in a prime spot where we're gonna have time to get this rest and recovery and get everybody back healthy and it, it's gonna be a good push through to i would assume what's next a all-star break i would imagine right yeah yeah and you know just classic mls especially early early part of the season is it's all it's really a, a close race still you know these are, these are still crucial games and you can really you know jump up a place or two or drop down a place or two all in one weekend but uh man we gotta enjoy these times enjoy these times when they come because uh given the expectations uh preseason dealing with all the sanctions and of course the uh you know first five games of the season i gotta say pretty pretty damn impressed where we are yeah i mean i think we've uh, definitely taken some liberties of calling some folks out who were saying that we were what gonna finish dead last yeah or uh be, be worse than dead last which isn't possible but you know if this is your first time around the block enjoy it because there's bound to be some pain before the season's over so there is it have fun with it, enjoy it, live it up, be happy we're in seventh place. I think it's the only time I've actually cheered about being seventh at anything <laughs> in my life. But like I haven't qualified for anything, but we're just we're just really happy to yep. be seventh. And uh I will shout out you mentioned Charlotte. I will shout out Raul Rio uh Rio Diaz for that amazing uh ripper of a shot he put in to draw it even. And really that's all we need. We just needed the game to draw. Uh, but the Sounders ended up winning it. So, uh, you know, we put an extra point of space between us and Charlotte with, uh, you know, we did it in a fashion that I like to see. We did it against a team that I can say without a doubt, both you and I really respect um, as an opponent, as far as quality goes, but uh, tradition and uh, atmosphere, culture, stadium, fan base, Portland's a cool club, man. There's no arguing that. Yeah, I mean, I think I've voiced to you probably even on a couple episodes of the podcast. I I do admire Portland. I would love to get out there for a match one day. Hopefully, it'll be uh, for an Inter Miami away match. But if I'm out there and a game happens to be on, so be it. Uh, their fans tend to be a class act. Uh, overall, the organization's quality, and it just kind of gives us another good stepping stone and, and even like a, a measuring stick to hey, this is where we're at. You know, we're starting to tick away at some of the higher level clubs, quote unquote, that the MLS adores, such as Seattle, such as Portland, such as New England. And I don't care if they're recycling, they're 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 you know going over the roster, bringing up youth. We still beat those teams. It doesn't mm -hmm, matter. Mm -hmm. We can still chalk up wins against those teams. So uh, to with have a match like this roster. against Portland, you said with a thin roster as well. 
Yes, that is correct. With a thin roster. To be able to put up a result like this against Portland, uh, I think speaks volumes to the direction the club's going in. And as I've repeated a thousand times, it shows that the foundation is setting for the future, which is exciting. Yeah, well, here's the the good news that will be true for the remainder of this season, and looking to be likely the remainder of next season. We're we're just one loss away from uh, you know this uh, the fire fill to 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 start back up. File never Neville out. Whatever you want to you want to hashtag it, man. It's uh it's crazy. There's a love hate relationship down here. Um, you know things can swing uh, swing so so fast, but we're swinging on the up and up, man. I think they said. Over the past several weeks, we've been like the third best team in the league, which is uh, honestly very, very impressive and uh, really come together. And I, it just makes me excited. It makes me really excited to see what we're going to look like once we have, you know, a full all three DPs or however you want to break it down two two DPs, three young DPs, buy one out, three DPs, three young DPs, whatever you want to do. It's just it's a, it's exciting times. And it feels like finally. Um, for the first time, we're starting to see the vision, see the results, and have faith in trusting the process. And that, you know, the first two years um, were painful, but, you know, like that pain is starting to subside because we're starting to see some life in this club finally. I would say you're correct, but I'm also approaching it with, I don't know, a pessimistic attitude because I also know the other shoe can drop pretty quickly. (laughs) Like, no lie, on my plane ride home from the Red Bulls match, I was saying you were there the last time they had a win streak, and then they went on a losing streak immediately after. And I was really kind of fretting that I might have cursed the team again for the Portland game. But, um, you know, know this goes. We've been through this enough to know you've got to be, even you can be happy, but you got to be cautiously optimistic at best. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I think the only reason, like, you already touched on why we're so happy right now is the fact that they can't hurt us for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that that we is, they cannot it. hurt us. I literally, like, <laughs> tweeted at, at Andrew Weeby. I was like, now that, we've, now that we're above the playoff line, will, will Andrew Weeby finally say one nice sentence about Inter-Miami? He and liked they, it. it he, but they did. They did finally say something. We're starting to get some better coverage in the uh, the national press, but still uh, still a long way to go. But it's just it's just good. You know, we're not here to, to gas up the team or give anybody false hope, but sure easier to do these episodes after a win than a loss. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to be able to talk about the fun, exciting football that's being played rather than trying to pick apart a, uh, a five-goal loss for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But Jay, you wanted to start us off with the Portland match. You know, want to start? Uh, yeah, with with goal scores. Let's get it. So late game, uh, fun time though. Um, got delayed just just a, a little bit there, just due to some lightning. But uh, again, hell of a, a team to play. We had them. We played them last year. Lost one uh, zero. Uh, had them here this season. Game I definitely wanted to go to just out of the respect for uh, for Portland. Ended up coming on top with a two one victory. I can't remember. I feel like I might have predicted 1-0, but uh, I'm just happy we got the win. I'm, I'm really, really happy we got this win. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think you and I were predicting differently because we didn't remember that one of the Chara brothers was suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say I want to say I went 2-2. Um, but, you know, as, as I've already hit on, I don't want to beat a dead horse. It's a great victory against the quality club. Uh, we, we played well. We looked well. Little bit of concern once Leo came off and and Gonzalo came on and but that's gonna happen. 
Yeah. Like they, like, for those of you who might not remember the glory days of, of Jose Mourinho, that reminded me of classic parking the entire bus, like punching the air brakes. We're opening the door. This bus isn't moving. The, the, like, that's exactly what it looked like. Um, did have a hopefully scare, we'll be... off the post, which <laughs> like, mm. man, my, the things in my head when I saw that off the post, I was just like, no, don't do this again, please. Just, just let us have this, this moment. Yeah. I, I woke both kids up at that moment because I was like, I was already screaming. You've got to be kidding me. And then, you know, we were, we were saved by the, the football and gods this day. Mm-hmm. So. Well, someone has to keep us grounded with realistic two, two predictions you know you gotta just let me fly and keep pushing these messy rumors and let me live my best uh life in the in another universe well we'll get into another rumor here a little bit later but um so getting into the match uh 27th minute uh we decided we were going to open up play and this is one thing jay i know you and i've talked about i can love seeing the consistent build-up play the consistent one two quick pass boom 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 across the park uh in this moment Chris McVeigh and Bryce Duke were playing combination football. McVeigh to Duke. Duke then found McVeigh, which McVeigh is not the fastest guy in the world, <laughs> to be honest. Nor the one you went crossing a ball in. <laughs> you know, like, correct. You're not top of the list. <laughs> But that's more of a credit to Duke where he found him in so much space. I thought he was offsides. And McVeigh's just like, nope, I'm right on in. Um, you know, McVeigh uh, was in the middle of the park. He got the ball outside the box, and lo and behold, Kim Poppy. There was a sighting in the box of Kim Poppy, and the uh, ball got headed in off of a beautiful cross from uh, McVeigh. And it kind of left uh, the Portland goalkeeper. He didn't really react. He kind of just, like, stepped backwards and threw his hands up in the air like he thought the ball was coming out of his head, and Capana just went far post. Uh, it, it was beautiful buildup. What do you think in that moment? Uh, I think it's almost uh, Avenich is the uh, the keeper's name. Uh, I mean, he maybe got caught ball watching a little bit, but Leo was also like I feel like if Leo was fairly close, you know, if I was going to fault their keeper, I'd say you know not running running out to try and get a hand to the ball before Leo could get his uh his head to it. But I mean, that's pretty much cut and dry what you want off a, off a cross and just a, a simple header composure, put it down towards the ground didn't you know, blast it over anything. So set the, set the arena on fire, the arena. What are we doing? We keep watching a hockey playoffs, <laughs> set the, the, the stadium on fire. I will, I will tell you that much. And then, then the, the nerves set in. Cause you know, you get the belief that, okay, we can do this. We can beat Portland, even though they were on the same, um, place in their conference that we were in the Eastern conference in at 10 have had some struggles, but it's still Portland, still a lot of talent on that team. And, and you don't feel very secure just being up uh, one goal, but you know, they clean up the, uh, the first half, no, no goals allowed. Really, really solid. Um, you spoke to it. Cohesion's there. Everyone's, you know, getting to the, the, the open spaces to ease up on any pressure possessions, there, passings, there, confidence, is there, which is exactly what you want to see. And man, the previous two years have just been very stagnant play. Not too many passes linked together before returning the ball over and um, held on though, held on through the first one and uh, going to the, to go ahead, bud. Well, I was going to say one other thing I really liked about that half is most people are going to forget Campana could have had a hat trick. He was on form that half and 
that is also something that we've lacked over the past two years. It's been someone who is going to be consistently a threat. The defense, let's say in 2021 and 2020, the defenses of the opposing teams were allowed to relax because there wasn't that constant threat. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lewis Lewis would run down at you. Uh, Pizarro might make a a shifty turn to cut and and take a shot with the ball. But there wasn't that one where you're like, he can score pretty much anywhere outside the box, inside the box, header, penalty, left, right. It doesn't matter. So it was good to see him keep that. Keep that moving during that half. Yeah, um, almost another identical said, header that he, you know, you just happened to head that one right at the keeper. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I honestly thought we were about to see another hat trick for Inter Miami. It'd be only appropriate that he gets the next one too, just for how well he's been playing. Um, but as you alluded to, the half finished up no goals. Fifty uh, ninth minute, we had our next chance. Uh, our boy Robbie Taylor, who we both pegged to be one of the ones to watch for the season, uh, he was marauding up the middle of the field. I mean, just watching him with the ball—it's so fun. His dribbling, his movement. And I think honestly, the game starting to come to him from the MLS level because he's seeing the field better, at least in my mind. He's he's starting to pick out where he needs to go, how the game flows in the U.S., and it's it's helping everybody around him. Um, but anyways, he passes the ball off to Lassiter, who rips a shot off the, uh, the right post. And at that moment, I will speak for me. I won't speak for you. I said, of course he did. Because, you know, he's been doing so well. And then it was like right back to the last of old. Either Skynet or hitting the post. Lo and behold, Robbie Taylor, again, like we're talking about his vision, tracks the ball down in the box and just slots the ricochet off the post back in past the keeper. Keeper had no chance. 2 nothing. It's the hope that kills you. We were all hoping. We were all also waiting for the, uh, the, the wheels to start spinning. Um, yeah, that, it, it was a great moment for Robbie. He's been playing really well late. I'm glad he got another one in. Yeah, and look, look, you know, best looking goal? No, <laughs> you know, but hey, being in a team that was tied for last, you know, but a, a five weeks ago, six weeks ago, maybe a little longer than that. Um, probably actually a lot longer than that. But um, it, it's just, it's it's impressive to see this team and we'll take the goals where they come. If we create them and they're beautiful, like Campana has done so many times, or if they're a little scrappy uh, and we've got to fight for them and, and, and get, just get them over the line if it's not pretty, it, it's it's great. And, you know, you you already mentioned it with Robbie Taylor. He's, you know, really starting to acclimate to the MLS level. That is one of the things that also has me so excited is, like, this team is still not to their level yet. Like, they're still – this is a fresh team, basically third rebuild um, – and they're only going to get better. They're only going to get more comfortable. And it's just, it's good to see it. It's, it's nice to be able, it's nice to have an attacking threat. And now we got wingers and, and they're starting to, to become more dangerous and more comfortable. And Campana, obviously we don't have to really speak too much on there. He's just a, he's a godsend to this club. Honestly, I hope we can keep him for the rest of his career. Although that's, you know, definitely not going to happen, but we also have a defense that's stepping up ugly at times. Yes. Are there holes at times? Yes. Are they scrappy? Yes. It's a bend, don't break attitude. Uh, I thought, you know, there was a, a chance we could come out of this one with a clean sheet, but unfortunately in the 77th minute, uh, Portland was able to get one back. And uh, 
And they played a corner uh, short, which was curled between the head of uh, Tuloma. And uh, Tuloma basically just, he was in the middle, just split Mabika and low, hits a header to into the dirt between the legs of uh, a big Draco. Tough one for Draco, a lot of congestion, obviously going off the ground and, and, and you know, bouncing, uh, stuff of that nature. And then just to reiterate, there was that, that further scare, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, like the 87th minute or maybe 86th minute where uh, it, it went off the post and, and, yeah, scary, but uh, hey, just hold it together for a few more minutes, and the boys were able to do that, and then, um, and then you know everything set in, and I think probably if if you're like me, I'm sure a lot of people went straight to their you know ESPN app, or if you're one of those guys that goes to the MLS app, sure, whatever, but you went to the table to see where that puts us. Um, there were still a lot of teams that had a game to play, right? This was a Saturday game. Um, Although I think on Sunday it was really only only Charlotte. But um, the only thing that really concerns me about our spot right now is there are a few teams, uh, you know, that are have a game in hand. Um, I think, like, was it At- Atlanta has two games in hand or something like that? So the, the, there could be that that late season sneak attack, uh, you know, where they make that game up. And if they get those three points, they could, you know, potentially, uh, potentially jump us. But so – Right behind us right now, D.C. United, New England, Atlanta, Columbus, all have played 13 games while we are at 14 currently. And actually, New York City also has 13 played. So there is the possibility some of these teams could come up behind mm-hmm. us, as you're already stating, and, and, and pip us. But the good thing, to our credit, is the folks that are around us, like the Orlando, Cincinnati, and Charlotte, have all played 14 so it's not like we're third. It's not like we've played fourteen in a, in a tough group that's played thirteen. I'd be a little more concerned if it was like Philly, Montreal, the Red Bulls, Orlando, and Cincy that have all played thirteen, and we're barely just holding on to the seventh spot. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess I, I probably looked right after the game, and yeah, the, it, for a second there was a team that had two goals in, or two games in hand. I really want to say it was Atlanta, but I can't recall. But yeah, that's a sneak attack you gotta you gotta worry about. But if we can keep getting results you know in in at least have significant months like you know we only have two games this month one home game at the end of the month against uh, minnesota united and there's like seven games in july of course one's the friendly against barcelona but it's still going to be a lot of games july is going to be an incredibly crucial month if we can somehow get out of july Dude, I'll be conservative. Uh, if we can just get out of there with only like two or three losses, if that, I'd be I'd be pretty happy just with the the competition we're gonna be playing against. But our defense has been playing, you know, up to standard, and I really think we could probably get out with with uh, some draws instead of losses, and it's gonna be very very crucial. But man, here is the this is where we get to, we get to sit back a little bit, enjoy the the national team, but. It's once they get back, it's crunch time. I mean, we need focus. This month will break you down uh, or set you apart rather, not break you down. Two games this month, like seven in July, crucial, crucial times uh, for the club. But run us through the stats of this game uh, and, you know, anything that, that caught your eye on these stats. All right, so uh, Inter-Miami will be first, and we'll go to Portland. So uh, possession was 52.6 to 47.4%. Shots uh, pretty Close to being even, 15 to 16. Shots on goal, 6 to 5. Uh, passing, 468 to 410. 
Corners, nine to eight. Saves were equal at four apiece. Fouls, six to ten. Yellow cards, three to four. And there were no reds. Just basically looking at the stats, if you didn't watch the game, you would say this was a very, very good match. This was a... This was a neutral football fan match where it was just a good up down the field, good passing, plenty of shots. Um, I, I would like to see. I would like to see some more some more of those shots beyond goal. I think that's just a common complaint right now across the fan base. Um, I would also like to see. I don't know. I would like to see the possession if if we're gonna be playing a certain game especially against a team like this, let's have a little bit more of the ball. Because, like, especially with a team like Portland, you don't want them sitting on the ball a lot. I like to have seen that, like, maybe like a 60-40, but really not too much I can complain about in terms of the negative. Uh, what, did, what do you see? I thought it was a good game. Uh, well played. In, in You know, but, but there were some bad moments, but but Portland had theirs as well. Like, I'm I'm, I'm good with all this. Um, just, just really proud and in, in – you know, I, I don't want to keep repeating, it, but it, it just feels so good to finally feel like we're going somewhere or like there is a, a general direction that the club is looking to move forward in. And I think that we're starting uh, to get that and uh, get the rest, get the rest. Now you guys have earned it. Uh, Phil's very proud of you. La Familia is very proud of you. The, the community, the fan base as a whole is very proud of you. And with, you know, solid results come, uh, you know, some extra to benefits to uh, to power rankings, but uh, I think you want to mention something before that. Well, I do, and this is this is the thing that made me the most excited. It made it it actually made me smile. How many Twitter posts, how many Instagram posts were? If you weren't with us in the beginning, don't bother <laughs> being with us now. And it's just like, you know what? Hell yeah, we're <laughs> we're this excited over seventh place. Like, get after it. I sent that to like, Max Ramos. <laughs> Yo, and it's I was like, don't come it, back. It was you, a, you left when we were shit. Don't come back when we're less shit. But I mean, like, it's not even just like Mike Marinelli and uh, I think Kayla and Kyle even posted like, you know, this is where we're at. I know she at least liked our our Twitter post about that. It was like, folks are excited. The, the, like, if you haven't been here with us, you don't understand what this means. Yeah. Like to see the team playing like this. So I am one hundred and ten percent with you. Like, it, it just makes me happy to see the fan base getting behind the squad. For the first time in, honestly, I'll say it for the first time in three years, it finally feels like the fan base is with the squad 110. percent Yeah, I mean it's been <laughs> it's been tough. It's been a I can speak on behalf of of everyone, every single person in, inside La Familia, inside the community. It, it has been tough. It has been painful, but we have been unwavering. Uh, and this is is what. Sticking behind a club means, and then when those moments come, they're they're so so much sweeter because we know the the flip side, we know the alternative all too well. So now that we're finally being able to leave the stadium with with real smiles of joy, you know, even in losses, you know, a lot of people walk out there having a having a smile on their faces. It's it's just a good time with with everyone who you know shares the passion. But man, you get to walk out there, you're just exuberant, you're happy. It's uh, it's great. It's absolutely uh, great. The the Phil was extremely happy. Uh, Leo was man of the match, so he was uh, the one interviewed. Very very happy. Actually, spoke to his father outside 
um, as I was waiting to go in. And, um, and he said, he said that, that Leo's just, he's happy. He feels like this is where he belongs. I asked Leo about it in the press conference, comparing that to, uh, you know, his pretty quick rise uh, in Ecuador. And then going over to, to Wolves only to be loaned out two times and not really getting the time or the results that he needed. And then, com, you know, contrasting that with his time at Inter Miami, where he's getting the exposure, getting the results. Now he, uh, you know, was called up to the Ecuador uh, men's national team. Played a game last night that, uh, you know, he played for the first half um, and, uh, you know, watch that. And, and he was, uh, you know, showed good form in, in the first goal, but he, he you know, he said like, this is, his main goal is, is the world cup. And for him, he needed to find a situation where he could get to that, get, get to that point where he could get the, the minutes, show what he can do, get the, get the goals, the assists, get the recognition. And now he's being called up. So it's, it's great. I'm, I'm really curious on, um, I mean, I know he's happy. I know he feels like, you know, this is where he belongs right now, but I'm just really curious on uh, what his aspirations are post world cup right because yes we do have the option to buy um i think we're we're, uh, pretty much goes without saying we're going to be exercising that option now i'm not sure if the the length of contract or anything is already um stated in the contract i would probably imagine there's a lot of room to to wiggle and negotiate but if we can somehow get him for another two or three years i would be pretty surprised keeps this farm why there wouldn't be another European team that would that would try and take him in. And that's another good thing that we really haven't even touched on, Jay. His form, yes, it's great. He's also up there in the golden boot race, mm-hmm. which is absolutely wild. To, like, we actually have somebody up there. I think he was tied for fourth in a pretty congested battle with seven. I think it was uh, seven. He's got he had. seven. And when yeah, and I think two assists, but they – I saw that the, the MLS article did not include him. It was like top five. And I think he's right on the fringes there. But if he continues at that pace, he should he should be right there. And I think I was thinking of it more when we were talking about he possibly could have a hat trick. I was like, man, he could be right up yeah. top two, top three. Um, so, I mean, again, I, I will speak on top of what you said for all of La Familia. Sign him up. Yeah. Just, just sign him up. And like, if it's three years, sick. All right. As long as he can, um, as long as he can maintain, stay in the race. I mean, you look at like the last six games of the season. I mean, Orlando probably going to be a difficult rivalry game, right? But then Chicago, Columbus, DC, Toronto, all struggling. And you're right; he, he could score a brace or a hat trick. It seems like in in almost you know every game he's getting significant minutes, and that might be the that he might have a pretty friendly schedule towards the end of the season to be able to, to sneak in some extra goals to, to really separate himself. But just to have a player who's in contention is insane because we don't know what that's like. It It's, you know, last year, yeah, we were seeing some players on the, the team of the week. But, what I think this season it's been like, what, five consecutive weeks with, with uh, players on the MLS team of the week. So, like, everything just – it's just pointing in the right direction, and, and, and it feels good. Um now, look, man, I'm telling you, it's going to get tough. It's going to get tough here. Uh, June, you know, we're playing Atlanta, although Atlanta has been, God bless Infirmary. their souls, dude. God Infirmary bless their FC. Souls. They're, they're physios. 
deserve like Nobel Peace Prizes. They are they are triaging like it's World War One over here. It is insane. I I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at your expense, Max. I know you're probably listening. Um, yeah, you guys are getting just crushed with like serious injuries. But I I didn't think I would see worse physios than the Dortmund physios from a couple of years ago where Dortmund had like everybody injured and then Atlanta's like hold my beer yeah. I got this like they're stepping outside getting hit by a ray of sunshine and being down with an ACL tear for the next six months yeah. like it's it's bad it was like it was like the Baltimore Ravens preseason you know where like all three of their running backs tear their ACL you're just like what the hell are you guys just taking sledgehammers to their knees like how does that even happen but uh but it, you know that should be a fairly easy game. They're gonna they're gonna what two and a half more weeks to to rest up and and hopefully heal up before they come back. But Joseph is back. Max uh, yep. says he's been playing well, so can't ever underestimate good old Yosef uh, Martinez. He's an absolute beast. After that, like I mentioned, we do have the home game against Minnesota. That's on the twenty fifth of June. Then we go into July, which is going to be a gauntlet. I'm. You know, looking at it like oh, that's a pretty that's a pretty damn big jump, but uh, at the same time, you know, form's good, and I'm kind of of the mind like I want to see us run, you know, back to back to back weeks, right? So our six games in July, not seven, but now we're about to get a, a month, a whole month, six games in a month where we're going to see the uh, the resolve of this team. So our six MLS games and then the one Barcelona game, but we're talking yeah, about that's right, FC Dallas, Orlando, which. We're going to be really hungry in that after that that open cup match. Then we're going to have Philadelphia. We're going to have Charlotte, which hopefully we can get our revenge on. Then we're going to have the boys of New York City FC, who ain't no joke right now. And then, you know, a revenge game against Cincinnati, who what was it put it 3 0 or, or 3 1 on us, whatever it was earlier in the season. Yep. I, I'm really anxious to see how we stack up and how we hold up with this level of competition, not to mention one of the best clubs of all time in Barcelona, even if it's their B or C squad is still going to be brutal. We're going to, we're about to test our metal. We're about to cut our teeth and we will reconvene. The last game against um, FC Cincinnati is July 30th. So we will reconvene July 31st and we'll know basically where we stand and we should have a pretty good indicator of what the remainder of the season is going to look like. Well, I'm not too worried about that Barcelona game because probably by the time that match comes around, uh, PK will finish sleeping around with the rest of the team's moms and there'll be just so there'll be so much discord that it's just not gonna, not gonna bode well for Barca. Uh, You know, I I had to throw that in there. Want to go there. Right. <laughs> um, but no, looking at it uh, from my standpoint, uh, I'm actually intrigued with the Dallas matchup. That's going to be a really good one to watch. Dallas has been playing really well lately. Um, Orlando City, who are you? Don't care. Whatever. Uh, Philly will be looking to bounce back from the. I mean, I know it sounds weird saying bounce back from a draw, but looking back at that match, Philly. Philly statistically had us on the ropes. Uh, Drake just balled out. So, you know, Philly will be looking for a little bit of blood. We'll be looking to beat Charlotte. And then I will actually be at that gross cesspool of a stadium, Yankee Stadium, for New York City, inner Miami. Uh, looking forward to that. You know, I do have a lot of respect for Tati. I do not have any respect for City groups. So, uh, looking forward to that. 
And then uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's hot and cold, man. Like that Katy Perry song, you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no. It's, yep. They're just, they're, depends I almost on, feel bad. Depends on what Lucha then, and Brandon Vasquez want to do that week because, yeah, it is, uh, it is hit or miss. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll say I respect uh, Maxi said, Morales, though. I'll, 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 I'll let Tati and Maxi slide from, from NYCFC. They also have a yeah, whole I mean, of Brazilians. They call it the Brazilian Mafia, like seven Brazilian players, which I'm like, yes, <laughs> bring that to who, us. Uh, dude, I'm forgetting his name. Tell us, Magnus. Uh, Callens. No, no, Callens. Oh. I like him as a defender, oh, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He is shredding. Yeah, but Citigroup. Go pound sand. I'm I'm done with you. I, I think everybody in the world is done with City Group. The only the only good thing that they did for us was keep Liverpool from winning uh, no. winning the title. Is it better so. for us? Is it? It's it's bitter either way when when it's those two. You know, like can we just? It, it is. But looking at the I'll historical trophy the counts, <laughs> looking at the historical. Liverpool trophy counts and United trophy counts. If that means City needs to win one to keep them away from like a quadruple or a treble or a uh, a double, like I'm, I'm going to root for City. I hate saying that. Like I just threw up saying that. Um, but getting back to it, let's let's take a dive into the rankings. So power rankings were out. Uh, we're 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 slowly but surely we're making our way, making our way downtown. You're going to read off the ESPN. I'm going to give them the MLS. I pulled off the MLS, sir. No, this is the ESPN, I believe. Because I'm looking is at the it? yeah, I'm looking at the MLS. Because the MLS is typically what? a little more friendly to us. So I'll start. You can fact check. Yeah, because you're twentieth here. We are seventeenth now, baby. Which uh, I mean makes sense considering we're in seventh place. So across both conferences, you know, technically it'd be like fourteen if your math's accurate. But you know, hey, seventeen creeping up there. I mean. Teams below us are teams that have been pretty damn good over the past few years. Talking about Minnesota United, Columbus Crew, Atlanta United, uh, Charlotte starting to have a, a little bit of a stalling moment. Also, they just fired their their coach because a potential DPK, DP candidate, I guess they wanted to sign him. He said he wasn't coming if the coach was there. So he's no longer there. But then uh, we got Portland Timber beneath that, San Jose, Vancouver, D.C. United, Toronto, Chicago, and of course – you know, even though Seattle's having such a rough season in the MLS because they focused on the uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, Seattle is still way up there, wow, at six. So we'll take the improvements where we can, and we're, we're you know, we're getting there. Once you once you start to see the, the national news outlets have positive things to say, you know changes in the air. Still- I mean... I just, yeah, I know they're also be quick trigger to be, oh, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. Screw Miami. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah. They you know, like, say, like, the wheels could fall off at any moment, which, you know, historically speaking. Which, I mean, I say historically, I mean two years of history speaking. Very true. Could happen. Which I honestly think that they are looking forward to, though, if, I don't know. I don't want to go down that road. Uh, you know, we're looking good. We're, we're moving up. We're moving past teams we want to move past. Um like like you said, actually, I had it wrong. I don't know where I got 20th. ESPN has us at uh, 19th. Ahead of Portland, Columbus, Charlotte, Toronto, Vancouver, San Jose, uh, Chicago, Sporting Kansas City, and they have D.C. United dead last. R.I.P. So number 19 or 17 on the board. Number one in your heart, especially if you're listening 
to this podcast. But go ahead, break us down. Where are we sitting in the Eastern Conference? I think we already outlined this, but go ahead and just recap real quick since we're here. <laughs> playoffs? We're talking playoffs, I, I baby. Del- I, deleted, I deleted that sound bit for the Ray Hudson one. Hey, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so not not to beat a, a dead horse here. Seventh place, two points ahead of Charlotte and Columbus. Uh, one point behind City or Cincy, not City. I got Ooh. City on the brain now. Yeah. Um, community Shield wise, Jay, fact check me. Sixteenth out of twenty eight, we have moved up three spots from what I understand. Uh, you know, again, looking pretty good. Uh, one thing I am actually super thrilled about when it comes to looking at both of these, that goal differential that you and I were talking about, like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look mm-hmm, at it. Mm-hmm. It's trending in the positive direction. It is. It is. It is. And it like, <laughs> we just need one like ball out game, maybe four goals, five goals. And we'll be, uh, we'll be right where we need to be. You know, seriously, seriously, I'm not playing like the ne- if we can win the next two games, shoot, we might be right on the outside of the top 10. Maybe they're generous and crack in. I mean, it is a close race. Depending on what happens to the top, here we go, baby. Here we go. But special, uh, special little pivot action here. You probably noticed that the icon looks just a little different. It's, you know, we, we're going to go ahead and say it is also because of Memorial Day, because we we also love America so much. But it's international break. We want to have some fun. We're not going to have much to talk about. We could just take three weeks off. Maybe get our sanity back, spend some time with our families. But why? Why deny the listeners coverage of the U.S. men's national team? Because we're getting hyped. Right now, we would be playing. World Cup would be probably kicking off in maybe this weekend or next weekend. But, you know, it's Qatar. Hot as hail in the summer. So they moved that to uh, November to to give it a, a little bit cooler of an atmosphere. But got some international friendlies that we're rolling out right now. Uh, U.S. Men's national team did play Morocco. What day was this? My days are still blurring together. Wednesday, I believe. Sound about right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do believe so. Have still not got a grasp on the concept of linear time since the pandemic started. Come out, play Morocco. Morocco, uh, in the previous two appearances, this was their time we played Morocco, and they won the first two. A little bit of a sketchy start, but we come out. We actually get a 3-1 win. Goals by Brendan Aronson, which was uh, set off, set up by my boy. I can't say my boy. He's your boy, and you're not, you know, you're a Manchester fan. You don't even like Chelsea, but you're from Pennsylvania, and everyone in Pennsylvania loves Christian Pulisic. He's a damn near national treasure at this point. Beautiful, shifty play, cuts across in the box. I thought he was going to have a go with his left, sees Brendan Aronson, coming into the box easy layoff easy goal boom that was 26 minute only six minutes later tim way man that dude is such a foot on him it is he can get some power behind that ball rips one from the right side top box uh keeper honestly could have stopped it but there was a lot of venom behind it get just rolls off his hand uh into it and like we were shocked we were like man this keeper is trash in the room yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people honestly followed the Moroccan national team. I didn't realize their goalkeeper had won Keeper of the Year in La Liga, you know. And I know some people were like criticizing La Liga, the the league as a whole, but still a good keeper. Um, again, should have should have stopped that and then go to the second half. Uh, beautiful play inside the box. Christian Pulisic gets it at his feet. 
sees one coming in from behind and uh, just kind of moves slightly to the right to to get get the contact he needed. Clear, nailed on pin. Surprisingly, though, you know, Christian goes up, he does his thing, and this is kind of what, what has happened at Chelsea in the past is someone basically dummies like they're going to take the penalty just to get all the, all the smack talk out of the way. Everyone's trying to play their mind games at this point. He turns around, gives the ball to Haji Wright, who scores his penalty, converts, uh, gets his first uh, international goal in the books, which is a, a big moment. And the keeper, I was I was like literally laughing watching this because the keeper went all the way to the to his left, all the way to, to Haji's right, and was just standing there. And then, like, as he's getting ready to take the penalty, comes back to the middle, and then he does like the whole like left, right, left, right. Looks like one of those inflatable silly string guys you see outside car dealerships but uh actually guesses the right way but but haji a lot of accuracy a lot of power on it puts him past overall pretty uh pretty impressed weston mckinney was back played just like a little bit like 15 minutes but uh you know brendan aronson really held it down playing that that number eight role uh quite well Polisic is doing his thing uh defense I, i've really i was watching this game and I just really, really hope that Gio Reyna heals up before before the World Cup because, man, U.S. is getting some talent now. And some. this is kind of one of those things where, you know, there's only going to be, what, uh, 20, what's the number, 26? I think 26 people mm-hmm. that, that make the actual squad. Um, so these are kind of like, you could think of it like final cuts almost, right? This is the last chance to see maybe where some of these supplemental players will be you know where you need them uh, nice little uh you know Aaron Long got some uh some play time coming back from his injury which was good um I thought we looked pretty pretty solid uh Matt Turner I think overtook uh, as our number one goalkeeper Zach Steffen uh did not play I believe he's dealing with the injury I'm not a massive Zach Steffen fan um, part of that is because he plays for City, but also I just don't think he is the best number one option. I, I think Turner has definitely earned that. Um, and then even outside of that, I think even Horvath is is a hell of a hell of a player as well. But um, what do you think about about the game, the result? You know, I mean, it's it's tough because as we qualify, we play a lot of smaller Caribbean countries or you know Central. Uh, American countries that aren't really of the talent level, say like the Europa or Europe friendlies that you would get, or like what they're doing in the nations league where you're getting some, you're getting some good matchups here. Like the Netherlands beat Belgium four one today, right? Those are both two scary squads. Uh, I think this, this coming game against Uruguay, that's the next one we're playing. That's going to be their first real test against, I think a really solid team. Mexico lost three O to Uruguay. Um, on Thursday, so yesterday, so you know we beat Mexico and it feels great, but like I think they're 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 struggling. So this Uruguay Uruguay game is going to be a good test, and uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see where we stand at the end of it. What do you think, though? Well, going back to that Mexico game for real quick, it's going to be a bigger test than most folks think because Mexico didn't really like sniff the ball throughout the most of that game. Uruguay came in and just put them to the sword early. They uh, asserted their dominance and it was game set match uh, before Mexico could even blink an eye. Uh, In terms of our game, uh, I'm happy with the result. 
Uh, I like seeing Pooley out there doing his thing. Uh, the LeBron James of soccer it was out there stringing passes, finding his uh, finding his teammates looked good. I was actually really happy with uh, him passing the ball off to Haji Wright. Haji Wright's been struggling. Their former U17 teammates from the uh, 2015 roster, uh, and I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I know or I don't, but, you know, Pulisic probably was like, hey, you know what? Wright needs this moment to get his spirits back up, mm-hmm. to get him back in the right mind frame. Give the kid the ball. Let him shoot. Let him score. You're up 2-0 against Morocco. If you're up 3-0, great. If you're not, so be it. Um, in terms of the defense, you know, you're looking for Gio Reyna to come back. Yeah, and I'm partially – biased as i've said before to the syracuse connection but i really can't wait till miles robinson uh gets himself fixed up patched up i know it's not gonna happen it's weird how they alternated acl injuries yeah like miles robinson came in because aaron had torn his acl and then kind of like reverse flip side but there's a relationship there of the of of aaron now comforting miles it's pretty interesting story yeah well, it's going to, I mean, not to read too far to that either, but it's going to help the team bond even further. It's going to allow the team to be like, hey, I know what you're going through. Let me help you out. Um, but all in all, I'm kind of where you're at with this. Like, a great win, but at the same time, it's Morocco. I'll, let's see Let's see Uruguay. Let's see. Um, I'm not saying we we're taking out in Italy, but let's see higher caliber teams because I think the fan base gets too comfortable with the results of the team because we play Trinidad and Tobago. St. Martin's, Jamaica, and it's no slight to any of those teams. Don't take it like that. But in the grand scheme of things, they are not on the same level as a Netherlands, a Belgium, uh, a France, an England. We need to see us start playing more highly touted teams in terms of FIFA ranking. Yeah, agree. But like I said, I'm happy with it. The team in years past because he could have easily imploded during this game. So, uh, good start to the international break. Let's keep the uh, let's keep it up. Keep the momentum up. Yeah, it's, it's just fun because it's like we have so many inter, uh, players who play internationally now. You know, like just the the last World Cup we were in, what 2014. It's like you know Julian Green or Jermaine Jones. Oh my gosh! The, you know, Julian Green was you know playing with Bayern Munich at the time. You know, Jermaine Jones coming from, from Germany. It's it's always been like MLS guys, and then sprinkled in with just a couple guys playing in Europe. And now today, it seems like the, almost everybody's playing in Europe. And then there's only really a few MLS guys that are, that are sprinkled in there. But Sunday, five p.m. Sunday, June fifth, five p.m. USA, Uruguay going to be a really really good game um i'm really excited to to see this i know cavani uh will probably test our our medal pretty uh pretty well and then uh following that uh on june 10th friday we play granada so fully expect a win there but be pretty concerned if that didn't happen and then uh shortly after that four Days later, June 14th on Tuesday, we're going to play El Salvador. Now, the Granada and El Salvador games are of the CONCACAF Nations League. So, match day three against Granada, match day four against El Salvador. Then that gets paused basically until March 24th of 2023. And then we're going to have, you know, the World Cup's going to start, baby. The World Cup is going to start. First game. 
to be determined. We're going to have the playing rounds, but that will be November 21st at 2 p.m. And then, of course, we're getting England. England, baby. November 25th. I don't know what day Thanksgiving is. It's probably like the 23rd or 24th. But that's going to be a good time where the whole family is around. That's going to be a good game to watch. Um, England probably wants to destroy our souls. We have played, you know, well against them. I think going back probably to what? 2010 when we beat them like yeah they're definitely gonna want some revenge there you know they always say oh it's coming back home it's coming back home and then drop the ball i mean i, I see you shrug i know I, I always forget like that's your that's your second team it's u.s no and then and then no no the old king flip it okay flip it i've been i was an england fan long before i was ever watching the u.s men's national team okay I, and 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 the back quick backstory is and you know this as well as i do we saw those guys playing on fifa we saw those guys playing on our respective teams and i was like you know what i want to see what national team they play for and then back when we were growing up those the england teams were pretty fire yeah, yeah they were. and then they took a they took a dip off into the early 2000s I'll tell you, I'm going to try and be a neutral that game because I, I honestly want. Oh, shut up! Oh, shut both. up! You're going I, I honestly, USA there. I look, I feel I, you. I do the same thing with Brazil. I do the same thing. Like that's my that's that's you know US didn't exist. That's that's who I'd be rapping, going rocking with them since I think I first went to Brazil in 2006. But hey, don't get it twisted. I I love you. I I love I love the Canarinos, but hey, you come you come play the U.S. baby. It's 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 America all day long. We England has World Cup championships. Brazil's got five. Like we we don't have one World Cup. We've never even have we ever been in the in the semifinals. I don't think so. Maybe the quarterfinals if you go back. But like you gotta go U.S. here, man. Stop being a commie. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going to plead the fifth. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna plead the yeah. fifth. Run us through stats though, real quick. I mean, do you want a commie reading through American stats? I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's see what we got here. All right. So this is U.S. men's national team uh, to Morocco in terms of stats. Possession: fifty-three percent, forty-seven percent. Shots: eleven to twenty-two. Twenty-two shots for Morocco. Damn. Shots on goal. 10 to 8. That's that's where we got them back. They were uh they're having issues. They were definitely having issues. Like they were getting the shots, but it was uh Shank City all over the place with those. Corners, four to two, saves eight to seven, yellows six to ten. I'm sorry, fouls six to ten, not yellows. Yellow cards were three to four. Uh and no red cards. So again, pretty even game, but that's what I'm saying with Miles Robinson coming back. It would be great to see that back line tighten down a little bit. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, this isn't going to be the, the the starting team we see. So again, I think we were, we were testing out their you know substitutions, trying to find out who the the final players are going to be to to fill out the build. So felt good. You know, good win. Uh, good to see the the, the team trending up, and uh, you know we'll we'll continue to track this as it goes. Uh, again, there's not going to be Inter Miami game, so we're gonna we're gonna try and tighten up and become some U.S. Men's national team, pseudo podcaster, journalist creatures. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even I don't even know how to refer to uh, to myself here. All right, moving on though, fan uh, buddy, bring us up. What's uh? There's some news here. There's some some good news for the Inter Miami Academy. What's going on? 
Yeah, uh, so we're looking at the U12, U13, and U14 squads competing at a pretty big deal. It's the Patterson Cup down in uh, Kansas City. Uh, they are going to look to build off of their recent success over the springtime, continue on a pretty solid campaign for every one of the Academy squads. Uh, it's going to be one of those things where mums the word unless they do well. So, you know, I'll try to keep us updated as we see. Um, but, you know, best luck to those three squads. Uh, Enter Miami 2. Uh, they actually fell to New York City FC 2, 2-1. Two to one. Uh, The positive light would be Quinteros. Scored a, off a beautiful cross from uh, some guy, Romeo Beckham. Uh, I don't know who he learned to take his free kicks and his corners from. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they look pretty good. Jokes aside, I know I haven't been high on him, but if he can continue to rip in corners like that, he might help, uh, you know, alleviate our set piece woes. Just imagine uh, five years down the road, he's playing for the first team and bangs in a free kick, just like daddy did. Just like, just, oh man, dude, the stadium would, would be set on fire. Just like that beautiful England goal against Greece to send yeah, us yeah, to yeah. the world cup. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, inter Miami, Two also had a player called up to the Jamaican U-20 national team. Uh, congrats to you, Kobe Thomas. Well-deserved. And uh, Jovan Jones was called up to the Trinidad and Tobago squad. So, uh, again, I know people are probably sick of me saying this. I don't care. Welcome to our podcast. The amount of folks getting called up across the board is what I was talking about a couple, even last year with that foundation, the foundation's building, we're getting these youth kids set up. Like the national teams are seeing who we have and what inner Miami offers to the players. So this, this is great. Any amount of call up is, or any person getting called up is great news for us. In my opinion, calling it, we're winning winning the MLS cup in eight years. (laughs) With, with the way the Academy is playing, I'm making that call now, eight years from now. If I'm hopefully still alive, come find me and let me know how that prediction went. I'm just going off the U12s being 20. Like, it seems that uh, between U12 to U15, crazy competitive. And now we're seeing these Academy and, and IMCF2 kids get caught up to their national team. Just another reason to be excited. Just another reason why the future is bright and the pain was worth it. Well, and it's not even I, – I know everybody was excited for Felipe Valencia, but honestly, and it's no knock against him, good kid, doing well. But right now, some of the talent coming up behind him is equal or better than where he was at that age. So if we have all of that talent coming up through, it like it's phenomenal. Like It's going to be great. We're we're setting the precedent for what an academy should be, and I know it's really early saying that, but the results are are speaking they volumes. Are. Here. They are, and we're going to get homegrown contracts. We're going to get cheap contracts. I think Valencia's was like sixty thousand or something like that when it happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we get some of these kids that that get some minutes in the first team and really develop. And for the first two or three years, they're on you know some sort of rookie deal and. We're able to, to get some real high-quality players around them to mentor them and, and keep growing. Yo, real quick, talking about Academy, though. Riley, every time we watch the game, he keeps asking me how one of the Academy kids got onto the team. And I have to keep reminding him that Bryce Duke is just short. <laughs> That's all He's like, Dad, how did that kid get on the field? I want to play. And I'm well, like, That's Bryce son, Duke. And that's he's a like, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, I like him. I'm like, yeah, okay, just, that's fair. I just, yeah. just want to shout see out him to- and, and, and Eddie as Kona next to each other playing together. Just two like sub five, seven dudes. It's bowling balls. Just shifty I'm all bowling for it. balls. Yeah. But all right. You know what time it is. We're moving into your favorite segment. Roll it. I'm going to have to develop some sort of sound clip to intro into fans only fan questions. Can you, can you just like rip, rip off like only fans. the porn hub, the, the porn hub entrance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all <laughs> and then right. boom, only this fans. Is, this is all right. So, Jay, I think we're going to have different opinions on this. From GXO in our Discord, what would you say the official drink of the Inner Miami podcast is? Well, Mike. I know some people's names. Um, well, I mean, I would. I'm going to declare just because I guess I kind of have the the final say in, in in what is the official drink of the Inner Miami Podcast, and I'm going to stick with what's been in my blood since since the 1900s, and it's bourbon. It's bourbon, baby. I'm having a bourbon right now because it's Friday and it's late at night, and. Uh, we, just, <laughs> we delayed this episode again a couple of days, but we're going to have fun with it. So I'm sticking with bourbon. I do understand there is relatively a small group of people in South Florida that do like bourbon. You know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of agua, agua diente. It's a lot of rum. And then you got those people out there offering me scotch and I take it cause I'm a gentleman and Mike knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I would have to say my college years ruined me off of rum. I, I, I sometimes smell it and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Dude, full disclosure, um, you get me in, in the Caribbean <laughs> or even South America and I'll, I'm not drinking bourbon. I'm drinking rum drinks with umbrellas in them. I get, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm losing all my masculinity in the Caribbean. Could you imagine both you and myself in the Caribbean with like my big ass beard and your yeah. your man bun on the beach just sipping drinks with little umbrellas on yeah, it? Exactly. Looking like looking awesome. Um, I'm actually gonna go not too far from you. I'm gonna say uh whiskey. I gotta stick with my whiskey. Uh, whiskey? I, I love whiskey. Uh-huh. Which whiskey though? What whiskey do you like? Well, see, it's gonna be tricky because I only have a couple whiskeys I really drink on the regular. It's all stuff from local distilleries back up home. Um, mm. But I'm not really a whiskey snob. Uh, I like whiskey. I like bourbon. I like rye. Uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, if I have to pick like a mixed drink, if we're going mixed drink all the way, it's a Moscow Mule though. Mm. I love me good Moscow. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yep. enough. I'd probably go old fashioned or Manhattan, but you know, I'll have a mule every now and then. In the summertime, you'll see me out here mowing. I've, I've got a mule in my hand. Just do, do, do. Um, but anyways, moving on. Joe wants to know, how would you rate the season so far, Jay? Out of 10? A, B, C, uh, let's, a, B, a, let's, like letter grades? Let's go. Uh, doesn't meet expectations. Barely meets expectations. Meets, ex, uh, excels, or exceeds. Something like that. Well, I mean, I would have to say exceeds expectations, just given where I thought we're going to be dealing with the sanctions. Letter grade wise, I'd go B, B, B plus, something like that. Um, out of a hundred, I'm going to go with like a, I don't know, somewhere between like eighty four to to eighty nine. Um, 
been a painful, painful start for sure. But you cannot deny the form we're in and the progress we're making. And given all the negative coverage we got, and I know you like everyone gets pissed off when we lose games. But I think everyone at the beginning of the season knew that it was going to be a painful two years dealing with the sanctions, losing. About 20 players, including Lewis Morgan, complete rebuild. These guys have got to get acclimated to the MLS. They've got to become teammates, and the chemistry's got to got to grow. But now we're sitting above the playoff line a third of the way through the season. So right there, I'm not going to say, you know, A-plus. If, if we, you know, we're, we're top three, maybe four, and it played well from the beginning of the season – I would go with that, but just because there were those early season struggles, but we were able to to kind of regroup and again find that identity. Um, I'm just very, very impressed, and I'm going to stay right around that uh, kind of B B plus area. What would you say? I would say, I would say you're right. I, I'm probably going to go more of like eighty to eighty five for me. Uh, for me, it's just because I feel like we've let a couple games get away from us where we could have finished it off. However, I'm not like I'm I'm not in despair with where we're at. Uh, as we've already touched on, like I'm I'm stoked. If you had told me we'd be in in seventh right now, like cool. All right, here we go. Um, but we also know that we are like two three games away from being an inconsolable mess and having inner Miami cause us emotional damage. That's another soundboard right there. Yeah. No, yes. We need that for the soundboard. I like that. Just, just keep this in mind and just text me. Yeah. Anyone in our discord, you you hear Ray or Andres or Kalen say something funny. Let me know the statement in about the minute mark of the game and I'll be able to isolate that. But yeah, actually you make a very valid point, a very, very valid point given um, you know, letting the DC United game slip away. Um, that draw against Philadelphia, where we definitely could have scored, scored two, I think, at least in that game. And then, of course, the cup game where we score with Moto, then kind of turn off, switch off, and um, allow allow them to convert one to bring it back and go to penalties. I think you're, I think you're right. Uh, keeping us, you know, again, we would have to have basically been kicking and, and firing all cylinders from the beginning of the season to be in the A level territory the 90s are up um i was leaning more towards b plus but you make a valid point i'm going to refrain i'm going to agree more with you probably like b b minus just because we let those games slip away the hope i do have though is that we are um, improving on that learning from those mistakes those mistakes need to happen completely new team again keep in mind this is a refresh build so some of these hard lessons that we've learned in the first two seasons must be reapplied and relearned so very fair point you make there and uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But what do we say about the hope, Jay? It's the hope that kills you. I think we need to make an Inner Miami podcast shirt that just says that with our faces <laughs> underneath it or something like that. Uh, final question comes from our boy Branton. Hey. Hi. All right. Hey. <laughs> it's Pride it's, Week, baby. It's, it's, it's late. Sorry. Yeah, it's Pride <laughs> It's late on the Inter-Miami podcast. Here we go. Uh, what are your thoughts on the upcoming transfer window? Uh, will we be active or do we ride with who we have? Uh, Suarez is coming in the transfer window. So, um, yeah. <laughs> that pisses off so many people. Um, look, I, I think that at this point, 
I honestly don't think we need to be that active in the transfer window. If something great pops up, uh, there's a player we identify that Chris really believes in. You know, I think we make we make that. I don't I don't think we'd make more than probably three, um, you know, acquisitions or anything like that. We are pretty thin, so so maybe. But I honestly think a lot of this is kind of seeing where we finish at the the end of the season, make some moves uh, towards that off season, and then of course you know the following summer we're gonna get messy, of course. So you know, just Suarez and Messi in twenty twenty four. You heard it here first. So you mean we're not going after Cavani? We're not getting Cavani. We're not getting Hamas Rodriguez. It's going to be Luis Suarez. And so we need a backup to Campania because Campana's the man. And Gonzalo has not scored except for a penalty kick. Kicks, two of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're pretty thin. Unless Phil decides to play Robbie as a nine, which I don't see happening. We don't really have anyone to, to back up that spot. I would love to see a, a solid number 10 come in. I just don't know if that's going to happen in the, in the summer window. So I'm, I'm assuming probably one to two moves, if any. Well, I'll tell you the ones I've been seeing pop up the most right now. Uh, Rodriguez, Hamas, because he's back in Miami again. And everybody thinks he's on his, his way. Mama lives here. His child lives here. Yeah. And uh, apparently there's hair. some and they're like, oh, he's got pink hair. He's coming into Miami. Right. Yeah. I mean, whatever. But there's also another story going on out there that somehow Beckham is linked with Aguero trying to talk Aguero coming out of retirement. I know we've touched on it briefly, but I've been seeing it pop up more and more. I don't want to hear Ray Hudson screaming Aguero. I don't. So, I mean, like, whatever. Um, but, you know, jokes aside, my personal take. I don't think we need to be that active. If we can target and identify a solid number 10, sure, go after it. Um, if we have a critical need that comes up out of somewhere, like God forbid, all of a sudden two of our defenders go down. Okay, cool. Like, let's look at that. But let's also save, let's, let's save the assets we have and go after it when we have time to think let's not let's not get a let's not get a band-aid fix right now yeah. let's not panic by somebody and i mean like so keep in mind um like you know pizarro is still on loan holding that dp spot they never really fully announced matui i'm not sure if he's on holding that dp spot for the the, the year or not so you know i i the team's trending in the right way why you don't need to add anything right now, maybe a little bit of depth in other, but I don't really necessarily know if there needs to be a massive signing right now. Let's just see how we can finish this, this season out. But then in the same breath, dude, like when it's a prize, just out of the blue. They're like, Oh, like, you know, we're signing Luis Suarez. I, I imagine the whole place between you think like they're getting ready to do the whole team photos. And then like someone's behind the camera, like, all right, blaze, just back up, just back <laughs> yeah. up. Just back up and someone opens the door behind him, just back up, and then they just shut the door and take the team photo. Like, I don't know. And it's crazy to me, though, because there's been a lot of folks that have reached out to the podcast Twitter, and they've been like, hey, what's going on with Blaze? And we're like, yeah, what yeah. do you mean? He's not on the team, man. <laughs> but the, not on the but team. that's the club's fault for not announcing like that in a more yep. formal role. Like, hey, he's now the club ambassador. So now we're kind of stuck in this limbo like, okay, it hasn't been announced. So is that DP spot open or is he still holding that until the summer window or God forbid, you know, in, until the the following year so or, or the, the end of the season? So 
We don't know. We don't know. I'd be, I'll tell you what, I'd be happy if we made some meaningful acquisitions, find a 10. I'd be perfectly happy if, if we didn't, you know, and, and, um, just keep navigating through the, the sanctions with the skeleton crew that, uh, that we have, man. And we'll take that. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty solid with that. Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all we have. Just uh, real quick. Want to shout out our boy, Johnny putting out the best graphics in the game. Check out his Drake calendar graphic from last week, which was loved and shared by the man himself. Shout out to all of the supporter groups. You know, we love you. We are men of the people. We do not belong to one. We belong to all. Jay, where can they find us online? Uh, on Twitter at InterMI Podcast. On Instagram at InterMiami Podcast. And yeah, we keep getting questions. No, we're not in these supporters groups. We are, we are simply humble servants of the people. But as we end every single episode, thank you so much for listening. Vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami.